Welcome to your daily affirmations. Repeat after me, working with others is easier than ever. I strive for perfect collaboration. Our teamwork keeps getting better. Yeah, affirmations are great, but Monday.com can really get you the teamwork you desire. Work together easily and share files, updates, data, and just about anything you want all in one platform. Affirm yes to start. Or tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. And I'd like to tell you that we have a new and improved website. It has two new features that we think you'll love. One of them is a vastly improved search engine so that when you type in keywords, you'll get a bunch of episodes really quick. The other is the ability to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to New Books Network in Eastern European Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm Eva Glesic, the host of the channel. Today, we'll be talking to Natasha Jagdhun about her new book, Post-Yugoslav Metamuseums, Reframing Second World War Heritage in Post-Conflict Croatia, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and Serbia. Now, Natasha is a museologist whose research focuses on memory constructs in the successor states of the former Yugoslavia, museum transformation in post-socialist Europe, um, the history of museology from a global South perspective, and current debates on decolonizing heritage worldwide. She's a postdoctoral fellow at the Friedrich Schiller University, Jena, and she's working there on a project that looks at the non-aligned movement and um, decolonization of the museum field. Natasha, welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Thank you, dear Eva. Thank you for, for this very kind introduction. And uh, hello, everybody. Um, thank you, Eva, for inviting me to speak today. I'm very pleased and honored to join this great network, um, especially the East European Studies Channel. Yeah, wonderful. And we're really um, excited to talk about your book today, uh, Post-Yugoslav Metamuseums, uh, which um, examines memory politics in post-conflict Serbia, Croatia, and Bosnia and Herzegovina. And you look here at Second World War memorial museums in these countries um, and examine how these institutions transform during and after the war in the former Yugoslavia. So I'm interested if you can tell us a bit, how did you become kind of focused or interested in this topic of research? Uh, yes. Um, so um, there are several reasons why I decided to write about the transformation of Second World War Memorial Museums in and um, after the breakup of Yugoslavia. But uh, the main one, I would say, is that my basic research interest is the link or um, in the case of, of ex-Yugoslavia, I would say broken link between heritage and identity. So for that reason, I began my research um, with the premise that deeper look into biographies of Second World War museums 
could maybe open up the possibility to chronologically follow the process of building and dismantling the Yugoslav identity. And um, here, just for those who are not maybe familiar with Yugoslav history, um, I believe it is necessary maybe shortly to explain why particularly this type of museum in Yugoslavia had a state building character. So uh, let's start with their official name. So in Socialist Yugoslavia, Second World War Memorial Museums were called Museums of the People's Liberation Struggle. And um, here also um, I would immediately add a footnote, again bearing in mind the wide scope of the audience of this podcast. So People's Liberation Struggle was the official name for for the armed struggle of all Yugoslav people led by the Communist Party of Yugoslavia against fascism during the Second World War. So the fact that socialist Yugoslavia was born out of this anti-fascist struggle, in which for the first time in history all Yugoslav peoples took part, became over the time the pillar on which supranational identity of socialist Yugoslavia rested. So in this context, Second World War Memorial Museums played a crucial role in shaping Yugoslav identity through their collections, exhibitions, and public programs. Uh, however, um, due to the implementation of the politics of inclusion, so this, these museums, they were... Um, they were symbolizing the, 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 the well-known motto of Yugoslav identity, um, which, 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 which was coined by the, um, 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 by the slogans of brotherhood and unity. Uh, so um, the multi-site civil war, which was waged uh, simultaneously during the Second World War between Yugoslav partisans, um, the Serbian royalist Chetniks, the um, Axis, um, um, uh, the, the Ustasha and uh, Home Guard, Slovenian Home Guard, etc. This topic um, uh, of, of the civil war um, was not uh, sufficiently treated uh, in, in these museums as I said, due to the politics of inclusion. So by implementing, as I call this museographic practice, as, as I call this museographic practice in the book, Reconciliation Museology, um, the ethnicity of both the victims and perpetrators of the crimes during the Second World War was mostly hidden, um, and it was hidden under the slogans like um, victims of fascist terror or just collaborators, servants of the fascist regime um, and, and similar. In the mid of the 80s, due to the need for historical revision and um, the emergence of a strong wave of historical revisionism, political demands for the disclosure of the ethnic affiliations of the victims and perpetrators, then also the revision of the number of victims, because uh, the number of victims were often exaggerated by Communist Party, 
um, then disclosure of partisan war crimes. So in, in, in memorial Second World War museums, you could never um, read or um, see something about the partisan uh, war crimes. Then uh, also the topic of the uh, uh, if and um, and in what moment um, the Chetnik movement um, um, uh, uh, was having a role of um, an anti-occupational movement. Uh, I mean, this this short period uh, at the very beginning of uh, of the Second World War. So all of those topics. Uh, arose, so to, so to say, uh, in, in the mid of the 80s. And um, the opening of this, these topics and then immediately the political manipulation of, of, of these topics will become one of the very important, I would say, um, factors that will lead to the disintegration of the common state um, in and uh, through the wars. So, um, consequentially, during the wars in the first half of the 90s, Memorial Second World War museums suddenly became labeled as dissonant, as difficult heritage, propagandistic institutions, um, symbols of undesirable Yugoslav communist heritage, and so on. And as such, they found themselves targeted by all three of the warring sides, so Croats, Serbs, and Bosniaks. And what is interesting, I, I would say that today, even, even three decades after the breakup of Yugoslavia, these memorial museums are still the target of a national reckoning with Yugoslav past. But at the same time, these, these institutions, these places, these memorial areas are also sites of um, where Yugo nostalgic gatherings um, are, are um, taking place. So um, simply saying, until today, these places unite and polarize and um, in the literature, they are often, refer uh, uh, often referred as um, battlefields uh, for conflicting visions of the past. Um, when I started my research, that was um, eight years ago in 2015, a single list of museums, Second World War Memorial Museums, founded in Yugoslavia uh, that had been abolished during the 90s and those that are still in operation had not been published by any of the successor states. Neither did the correlation between the Yugoslav and post-Yugoslav mosalization of Second World War arose um, um, almost any interest in, in academic circles. So recognizing it, I, I decided my book should um, simply serve to provide a detailed responses to, to these two areas. So my my book my uh, is maybe I think uh, until now the only monography on the mosalization of the Second World War in Yugoslav and post-Yugoslav period, and uh, it covers the period. So it covers the period from 1945 until today, 
Um, and also it provides the readers three maps, which I specially um, created for, for the purpose of this book. And these maps um, are illustrating the number and the status of memorial museums uh, in Yugoslavia. Uh, then I have the map uh, which um, shows which museums were war targets during the 90s. And um, the third map um, is the map which um, illustrates which museums um, uh, kept uh, its, it, their status or they are turned into new institutions since 2000 um, until today. So I hope this, this brief introduction uh, explained the background <laughs> motivation. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, yeah, of course, these, these museums are, are really interesting sites and, and areas of exploration. And, you know, all of us who grew up in Yugoslavia will remember numerous school excursions to, to <laughs> this type of museums. Um, and, and of course, yeah, there was such a central part to Yugoslav identity making. Um, and then, of course, during the war, as your book shows, and, and in in, in uh, post-war years, um, they they continue to be as complicated and contested sites as they were during Yugoslav period, as you say, where certain episodes of history were erased and others kind of put forward, um, but, but in a, of course, different different way. Um, but let us start with with the title of, of the book. Um, I'm sure our listeners would be interested in hearing more about um this title and, and really this term that you use, meta museums. So, can you tell us how do you define this term, meta museums, for the purpose of your study, and why do you focus specifically on these three post-Yugoslav societies: uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Croatia, and and Serbia? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, in order to answer it, so I, uh, let's see. Um, how I would shape it. So, as I said at the very, very beginning, the, the, the relationship between identity and heritage is my basic research field. But um, in the con- concretization of the topic that this book deals with, another factor was introduced into this relationship, and uh, this is a conflict. So, so, precisely speaking, my book deals with the relationship between heritage and identity, in the post-conflict period, uh, which is why Serbia, Croatia, and Bosnia and Herzegovina were chosen as case studies. So focusing on these countries and not entire post-Yugoslav region, I wanted to emphasize the the rivalry characteristic of of their memorial politics, so memorial politics of these uh, these three uh, um, successor states, um, which is often based on the tendency to view the history of Second World War through the lenses of the conflict of the 90s. So um, the next key term for my research is transition, or in, uh, transitions, better to say, double transition. So here I, I mean um, post-socialist transition understood as um, post-socialist economic, political, cultural transformation into market capitalism and post-conflict transition as a, um, a, a period immediately after, um, after the wars. 
um, in which the new state um, uh, state borders and new memory borders um, were established. So uh, in the period of transitions, as, as, as my research shows it and many other researchers have, um, have um, emphasized, the, the legitimacy of the museum institution as um, par excellence political institution uh, is particularly undermines, so, which is why these institutions also get some transitional forms of their own. So that is, they, they become museums about museums, museums in museums. And uh, a broader view of the, of the museum landscape of Eastern Europe, and of course my uh, research experience dealing with the post-Yugoslav museum turn, led me to the conclusion that since museums are mirrors of, of society, in the, in the period of transition, museums also reflect the, the transition, which, uh, which means an unstable, incomplete image of the past. Um, and this is the reason why they, um, they are becoming places, so to say, in between, um, between the old system of values from which they um, categorically want to step out and efforts to establish a new system of values that is not yet clearly formulated um, or is not possible to implement in a given social, so, socio-political moment. Mm, these reasons are, um, are um, I would say, uh, uh, this is the how to say this is this is this is my way to explain why we can um, can witness uh, a lot of uh, meta museums in, in Eastern Europe um, and, and of course in Western Balkans as well. Uh, and focusing on on the regional former Yugoslavia, the question that, that was important for me um, to answer is why the, the museum exhibitions about the Second World War in large number remain, remained intact or, so to speak, frozen, or even when it comes to the, to the demolished museums in the 90s, uh, there are many museums which were restored as replicas of the old ones. So there are many reasons I'm, I discussed in my book, but um, I, I, I will just um, uh, uh, tell you uh, about the few ones um, that I think are uh, crucial. So one of the reasons um, for retaining and copying the Yugoslav exhibition is that doing so directly counteracts so the amnesia or obliviations um, enforced by the destruction of museum displays in the wars of the 90s, um, I think this this was um, um, uh, uh, the, uh, how to say to to, to keep the to, to 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 make replicas of the old um, uh, Yugoslav um, uh, exhibitions was so to say. Firstly, uh, some kind of spontaneous um, reaction or, or um, 
the response to the systematic destruction of the heritage, Second World War II heritage, uh, during the wars of the 90s. Uh, second reason uh, is that the pre-war curators, so curators uh, who were working in these museums during the Yugoslav period, were uh, unable to step away from the obsolete matrices and, and create a new museum story, given that their theoretical and practical experiences of museological work was drawn uh, from the Yugoslav period the period when Yugoslavia was still influenced by, firstly by um, Soviet um, uh, uh, Union and then also uh, then slightly moving to the West, but still these, these kind of museological um, frames are, um, are uh, simply not applicable anymore. So the third, uh, maybe crucial also factor is the speed uh, with, with which these curators responded to, to so to say, to rescue um, the museums. Um, the, 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 so the, uh, museums after, after the breakup of Yugoslavia, after the war, um, they were managed by the local authorities, um, and in that context, they quickly fell uh, hostage to, to local politics. So um, this is why the individuals who participated in renovating these museums, be they curator or member of uh, anti-fascist associations, shared the mission of gaining legal approval and minimal financial resources to, to return these institutions to their public function. So uh, they, they just, um, uh, they, they, their mission was just to, to um, keep, to, to bring, uh, bring them, uh, bring these institutions um, in, in function again, so to, to bring them the status and, um, and uh, yeah, uh, minimal financial um, uh, help. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the financial situation was, of course, very important factor. But the, 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 above everything, I would say um, the inability of museum practitioners, creators, but also theoreticians to imagine a new transnational museological platform on which to discuss and um, generate a new discourse about the common Yugoslav heritage and especially inherited collections of Second World War history um, uh, is the political tension um, around the inherited museums collections. Um, this is this is the, the this is very uh, a strong barrier and um, it makes curators incapable of constructing new principles um, for representing the Second World War um, and and. Um, Actually, this, this incapability of, of um, curators uh, to, to, um, to construct a new image of the Second World War is um, actually um, um, uh, is, is also lack of the autonomy of, of their positions at the moment. Um, and that when I'm speaking about the political uh, climate, um, I think uh, 
um, the, the most important factor for, for this slow and um, I would say shy museum reform is uh, uh, the fact um, that Yugoslav successor state uh, or, or that, that all of Yugoslav successor states um, they're still unwilling to confront the consequences of the um, 1990s um, war mongering instrumentalization of the Second World War narrative. Mm, and um, this, is, this is possibly why uh, no end to the post-socialist museum transition is yet in sight. So, um, yeah, so keeping all of this in mind and, and especially as I, as I um, repeated a few times under these circumstances, um, something which Barbara Kirschenblatt, um, a museologist, uh, named performing museology, um, and, and she, she coined this term in order to explain the museological reasoning behind the time, so to say, time capsule museums. Uh, these methods of performing museology um, becomes a com compromise um, that um, attempts to solve the problem of how to uh, revitalize the former museums of the people's liberation struggle. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think your book shows really well just the, the level of difficulty that um, we have in finding a language uh, to talk about the Second World War heritage, and that's reflected in, in in kind of political and popular discourse, and that's reflected in the way these museums are, are, are treated today. But also, as um, you say, the, the the process of transition that really has no endpoint in in sight within the museum. Uh, uh, processes again reflects co quite well the social uh, processes as well in in these countries. Um, I'm interested if we could kind of go back to the the origin of of these museums in socialist Yugoslavia. Um, you note in your book that the experience of Second World War was central to the formation of Yugoslav identity and and ideology. And and as you know, there you kind of this, the first Yugoslavia was more. Um, the identity of First Yugoslavia was really based about this common cultural background and, and shared language, while Socialist Yugoslavia really focuses on the, the identity making um, of Socialist Yugoslavia really focuses on the Second World War and this common struggle against against fascism. Um, and in this process, you, you kind of show how these museums, and especially these two models that you look at, People's Liberation Struggle Museum and the Museum of the Revolution, the kind of central role that they play in this process. I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about the origin, the very foundation of these museums in, in, in socialist Yugoslavia. How did they come about? And maybe you can tell us, you know, what, what was in these museums? What kind of artifacts were, were displayed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it's this right that the, the memorial museums of Second World War and uh, the museums of the revolution fell under the category um, of Yugoslav museums of recent history. Um, and maybe before I, I answer this question, I just wanted to, to uh, come back to, to your previous question because I wanted to um, say, say uh, a few sentences more, but because I, I, um, I was speaking about the implementation of the so-called uh, performing museology method, and um, 
I, I said that this this was a, a such a, in some way a compromise in order to 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 how to say to 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 uh, to, to find a way to um, um, discuss uh, um, uh, not not the history of the Second World War um, in in these museums, but actually to. Um, Offer visitors uh, or, or or offer uh, these museums try to offer themselves as places where the the relation or relations to Yugoslav memory politics can be explored. So um, and and um, this is something which which has uh, um, in in some cases uh, a, a big potential. So and th there were different motivations also to keep the the exhibitions intact. But what I also um, wanted to to add is that it was not the case um, uh, with the entire post-Yugoslav. Um, so museumscape, um, and also there there were um, uh, museums which um, kept uh, uh, a big part of their exhibitions uh, intact uh, or in, in their original form, but also then uh, the new museum sections has uh, have also been added to them, and um, I, I just wanted to to to, to um, to, to to maybe to 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 say what what was the reason to do that, and I, I wrote the, the the chapter in the book um, about this combination of the new and old um, parts of the exhibition, and the, the title of the of the chapter um, is dysfunctional um, uh, exhibitions as dysfunctional mosaic narratives. So I think this this explains um, or inspires maybe. Uh, um, uh, your listeners to to, to read uh, about it, but um, the, the 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 main motivation for for curators to 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 add uh, some new museums uh, niches or or sections actually was guided by the principles of so-called so-called Eastern Eastern European transitional museology and. Um, Transitional museology is, 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 um, is, is also the term which I, it's not my term, but I borrowed it from uh, Gruya Badescu, and, um, and he explained this term by comparison with the concept of transitional justice. So um, he's saying that transitional museology is a specific type of museology born in times of transition from conflict and or state repression in order to honor the victims and come to terms with a specific traumatic history. So this is, I just wanted to, um, to uh, was important for me to come back just to explain that um, not all of uh, museums which are in function today are um, are functioning as, 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 so to say, time capsules, but they are also, um, um, uh, uh, one significant interve uh, in, in, intervention, um, which, which is um, uh, possible to to, to see uh, on many different examples, and um, what I what I tried or what what, what was my conclusion um, 
in, in case of um, ex-Yugoslav region is that the concept that would be mostly, most, most precisely, would most, most precisely illustrate the post-Yugoslav um, museal turn is the transitional metamorphology as, as combination of performative and um, transitional mythology. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, maybe I will come back. Um, maybe we will come back uh, later um, to, um, to 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 uh, to, to to that conclusion. Um, yeah, because because it's quite I, interesting that you you know I mean that's that's as you say like an entire a much bigger framework right that works for the entire post socialist region in, in a way that transition is is uh, um, across these collections would be would be similar trend that we would see in other countries I, I presume of the post post socialist uh, exactly block. exactly so uh, as I already mentioned like East European countries um, um, and this is this is what 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 was particularly important for me to um, also to, 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 to kind of create or uh, to 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 um, make a proposal for the um, uh, to, to, to 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 name this phenomena, so to say, and um, uh, that's how I came uh, with the term um, um, uh, transitional um, metamorphology. Um, uh, and yeah, this is this, this is this is also the title of the conclusion of my book, and um, I just um, um, uh, this is also something that is that is that I'm still kind of thinking about, and uh, uh, would like uh, on a term, terminological level, but also. Um, conceptual and uh, um, and theoretical level to, to work further on it um, so yeah sorry for this um, uh, <laughs> the, no this. It's, it's an important framework to think about and to position right the way that you approach um, these museums which as, as your book shows and as you note now have so many different layers and kind of historical and museological turns along the way mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so so let, let's let's come and now to your second question, and uh, again the term museums of recent history, the term which was coined in Yugoslavia um, for those uh, two types of museums, as I already said, um, um, uh, uh, people's liberation struggle museums and museums of revolution. And these types of museums, they were so-called Soviet museums. Uh, one memorial and one historical. So the Museum of People Liberation Struggle as Memorial Museum had task of preserving the memory of the Second World War and museums of revolution as historical museums, they had a focus on a much broader period. So the, the, the history of the workers' movement, then the people's liberation struggle and um, also the development of the socialist self-management system. So from the 19th century to the beginning of the uh, Second World War, uh, then the period of the Second World War, and then the period after 50s. 
so neither of the thematic exhibition units, uh, so, so um, the Second World War or the period of the revolution and so on, they, they were presented as completed historical period. Um, and emphasis was instead placed on the intervening, intervening of historical facts with contemporary social and political factors. Uh, so museums of the revolution sought to musealize the specific historical circumstances that made the Yugoslav revolution unique. And um, as, as this type of museums, I already said, uh, were actually developed in Soviet Union. And um, what was unique about Yugoslav revolution is um, in the first place to show that Yugoslav partisan movement was ethnically and to a certain extent politically uh, heterogeneous. Uh, but even more uh, to, to incorporate or to embody the idea of revolution as a continuous process. Um, and and uh, uh, because they were trying to musealize the idea and not, um, and not a, a specific historical um, period, they had um, a very little original objects in their permanent displays, um, and they were of, they often had a conceptual uh, nature. So, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, as I said, the, 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 the number of objects was extremely small. They, they looked like um, contemporary art museums, so to say. They they um, um, uh, they there they, they, they were a lot of. Uh, installations um, there, um, photographic slides, art in, um, art installations, um, uh, uh, photographies. Um, and, um, and, and as I said, they, um, they, uh, they, these exhibitions driving force was political thought rather than the museum object. And um, museums of people, uh, people's liberation struggle, um, they, as I said, they, they were memorial museums and their main goals were um, uh, the revival, the, the, so, so to say, the, uh, the, revi the, the revival of patriotism, the glorification of the Communist Party, um, I already mentioned the promotion of brotherhood and unity, and uh, especially the communication of moral and ethical messages related to the um, uh, to the revolution and uh, people's liberation war. Um, and of course, they were um, often um, um, dedicated to, to to the partisan struggle um, and um, or, or I would say the biggest number of them um, um, uh, was dedicated to, to the uh, partisan struggle so also the historical contextualization of the military experiences um, of the people's liberation war um, uh, was one of the, the important um, uh, uh, goals of, of these institutions. Um, these uh, museums, they were um, located in situ 
at uh, authentic historical places, um, often far away, so on the places of battles and, and uh, concentration camps and so on, so often far away from the cities. And museums of revolution, on contrary, uh, were located in the city centers, in capital cities, in each Yugoslav um, Republic. So these two types of um, um, history, uh, types of um, recent history museums also shaped each other in, uh, in a turn. So um, people's liberation struggle museums were often branches of the museums of the revolution. Many were created as outside projects complementing the museums of the revolution. For instance, um, the, the Sarajevo-based Museum of Revolution helped uh, to complete the People's Liberation Struggle Memorial Museums in Drva and uh, Foča. Um, so many of those mem memorial museums were actually conceptualized by curators employed in, um, in the museums of the revolution. Uh, so this type of interdependence and, um, and the strong control that museums of the revolution uh, had over people's liberation struggle museums attests to the centralized and controlled development of a museum network related to the Second World War in Yugoslavia. And also, there, there, uh, uh, in addition to memorial museums and museums of the revolution, the topic of the Second World War was uh, uh, covered by memorial houses. And unlike the, the planned top-down establishment of memorial museums and uh, museums of revolutions, of revolution, memorial houses were built on the initiative of local veteran organizations, community offices, or even smaller informal groups of citizens. And um, there were two reasons for this. Um, on the one hand, uh, there were personal need to mark the deaths of family members in the war. And on the another, other hand, there was um, um, something like a political race to demonstrate party loyalty. So uh, the difference between these types of museum institutions lay in the complexity of their museological use. Um, beside exhibiting uh, memorial museums, memorial Second World War II museums also conducted research and created a, um, a network of educational uh, programs for diverse types of visitors. But um, in contrast, uh, the, the memorial houses had only um, pedagogical, um, very, uh, had a pedagogical nature, so to say. So due to their random proliferation, no conclusive and comprehensive list of all memorial houses, exhibitions, museums has ever been drawn up despite several attempts. And um, this is the reason why my book also provides the, the map um, uh, with all memorial, Second World War II memorial institutions um, um, which were built in Yugoslavia um, 
because even that um, uh, was not clear when I, when I began uh, my research. Um, yes, I, I think I will stop here and I, I would just say that um, um, in my book also, um, I, I wrote also about the politic of collecting Second World War objects, um, which of course influences, influenced the, the conceptualization of the institutions which I was speaking about right now. Um, about the legal, uh, the development of the legal frame uh, frames of of these museums, about the the the, the ranking of the topics, um, um, or so to say, I, I I wrote about the way um, how certain topics uh, were chosen to be musealized and and some others not, um, etc. I don't know about you, but I'm very busy and I don't have a lot of time to cook. That's why I subscribe to Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These are two-minute meals. Factor meals are ready to eat in heat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. They're flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math, and this is important. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com nbn50 and use code nbn50 to get 50% off. That's code nbn50 at factormeals.com slash nbn50 to get 50% off. I was just uh, wondering if we could go back to the, the museum collections. Well, they're not really collections, right? You know that um, th these museums are really about ideas rather than, than uh, items. But you do note, or at least some of the, the type of items that one might find in, in these museums. And I was just wondering if you could tell us a bit more about um, of these objects. Um, about the objects which were... And the objects um, themselves, yeah, that they're on, on display. Well, if you sort of go to see one of these museums, how are, you know, what constitutes the, these displays, really? Mm -hmm. um, so, um, yes, so um, maybe um, it is important at the beginning to say that in formative years of Yugoslavia, um, Second World War monuments, but then also museums, were built in a style of socialist realism. And so again, I speak about the influence of, um, of the uh, Soviets uh, in that moment. And probably you know, like socialist realism, that was a style of idealized, realistic art characterized by the depiction of the communist values. Uh, and but but when we speak about monuments, this lasted only until the so to say mid of the fifties. Uh, and in comparison, or uh, unlike monuments, the impact of the Soviet model on people's liberation struggle museums, uh, I would say, despite fading over time, nevertheless reminded the dominant museographic matrix. And um, again, when I say Soviet model, in, uh, in the context of museums here, I'm speaking about 
um, something which was uh, named Marxist-Leninist Musology. Uh, this was the concept equivalent to socialist realism in, in, in the field of museum aesthetic. Um, at, mm, yeah, what, what were the main postulates of, of Marxist-Leninist Musology? Um, the main postulates were, um, so these, these museums, they were built firstly like um, uh, for the masses so and not for individual uh, individual visitors so the the ideological context uh, of of the exhibition must be expressed clearly that was one of the first um, first uh, postulates then uh, the selection and, and um, grouping of the presented material and its interpretation must be done in a such a way that the exhibition might contribute to the formation of the Marxist-Leninist world opinion, as, as it would be um, uh, as it would be formulated in, in, in that time, and um, and it had to reflect events and phenomena of the past or present from the viewpoint of the party, so um, uh, that it might, so to say, fulfill the task of communist, so communist education, um, um, how, 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 how it would be, uh, I think, formulated um, um, in, in, in Eastern um, uh, Europe and especially, of course, uh, uh, Soviet Union. So all in all, this type of mythology should follow the lines of um, Marxist-Leninist um, school of thought, so to say. Um, and these postulates were applied especially in museums which, um, which were built during the 50s uh, in Yugoslavia, with the purpose to mobilize military and political meetings uh, during the Second World War, or saying, in, saying it um, simply to, to mobilize the revolution. That was the, also uh, the prior um, task um, um, uh, from 1945 uh, until the end of the 50s, I would say. Um, and as I already mentioned earlier, these Soviet museums were built on ideas rather than on objects. And the motive of appealing to the masses which underpinned the museum narrative resulted in exhibitions overloaded with archival materials. So that means like uh, textual and photographic materials uh, simply arranged on, on wall panels. Um, so, so you can imagine it as as, as having a book uh, pages on on wall panels. Um, but later, not longer after uh, Tito's historical note to Stalin in 1948, which meant um, resistance to Soviet hegemony and uh, therefore a dramatic foreign police turn, firstly toward the West and then toward the global South. A new aesthetic style was implemented into memorial uh, museums, and this style was named socialist modernism. Um, and it was like uh, um, uh, for a, 
for a long time, so uh, from 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 the 60s until uh, until the end of 80s, the official aesthetic um, language of Yugoslavia, um, which laid upon a specific non-aligned representation of its pos position, which was also applied to the. Um, uh, which, 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 which was especially applied, as I mentioned, as it, as it started in the 60s, um, to the memorialization of the battles and execution sites, uh, because that was the uh, that was the period um, when uh, musealization of the struggle um, um, uh, uh, and and also musealization of the so to say, uh, suffering um, um, had to be um, realized after, as I as already mentioned, the, the prior task to, to mobilize uh, the, the, the revolution, the, 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 uh, the, the idea and the conduction of the revolution. Um, yeah, so, um, so what was this socialist modernism? Um, um, Socialist modernism did not hesitate to combine modernisms from both poles of the global Cold War divide. That, that's the most simply explanation. So in, in the 60s, um, so it created a space for the, uh, yeah, so, the, so bringing socialist modernism in museums um, created a space for the mass use of ambient art installations in people's liberation struggle this space. So um, the, 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 this aesthetic style, or uh, better to say language, served the function of sentimentally evoking memories of a historical moment that was not, con not, not contextualized, but instead transformed into symbols oriented toward the future, so to say, uh, because it was very often abstract in, in nature. Um, and maybe here I should remind our listeners on something that they already um, said regarding the ethnic affiliation of the victims and perpetrators. So this, uh, this was even... Um, more hidden um, uh, uh, by by these art uh, installations. Uh, so in that period, through open calls, the, the most uh, distinguished artists were uh, commissioned to create a series of works for museum um, exhibitions. And uh, it resulted in the combining of rigidly composed textual exhibition sections which were conceived during the 50s, as I explained. Um, fit, um, also, also the, the, I maybe forgot to say, the, this, the, um, these textual parts were also what was um, um, uh, very obligatory. They, they, they had a lot of um, uh, slogans of the party and 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 Yossi Boros Tito. So, so you imagined like a, a lot of arch, arch, uh, archival documents, and then uh, especially um, um, 
uh, specially uh, designed um, uh, slogans um, which were um, uh, which were um, uh, uh, how to say quotes from from uh, important uh, pers personalities uh, from the party or or or, um, or national heroes and so on. Um, and yes, but in that moment, uh, in uh, from the 60s, but especially in the 70s, actually these kind of paper-based uh, installations they were, so to say, squeezed, and and um, um, a great artist uh, got opportunity to create um, art installations, and in that sense, um, this was artistically speaking very innovative and um, um, and uh, these in interior designs were very uh, uh, from the 60s and especially like I said in the 70s very atypical for the um, European socialist state um, of the mid uh, to late 20th century. So yeah, uh, um, I, maybe um, just to, to, to conclude, the, uh, this was simply Yugoslav way to express its non-aligned uh, geopolitical position, um, and um, the, the Yugoslav network of people's liberation struggle museums flourished, and it was linked to the development of new non-aligned society um, um, and um, as such, and, and in that sense, I would say that these museums were also um, very good examples um, of the, or, or they were very, um, uh, they, were, they were very transparently illustrating the aspirations and efforts of the Yugoslav state to create a coherent memorial representation of its own sense of ontological legitimacy and esteem. So, um, Natasha, can you tell us um, how the, the, with the outbreak of the war in former Yugoslavia um, and which has triggered some major revisions to and reframing of Second World War heritage in, in all successor states. Um, what happens to the treatment of the Second World War history and what happens to the memorial museums themselves during the years of conflict? Um, yeah, um, you, you formulated rightly in the period from 90s to 2000, uh, that was the decade in which the ideological foundations for a revised history and historical revisionism were laid. So in this period, monuments and museums venerating brotherhood and unity had to be erased to create a space for a new images of the Second World War within the newly formed national or better to say ethno-national frameworks. So the demolition of the socialist heritage during the wars represented uh, uh, some kind of uh, um, a reckoning between nationalism and inclusive culture. Uh, in that climate, some of the Second World War um, uh, memorial museums uh, were um, 
um, plundered, they were targeted um, uh, in, in some cases completely destroyed and and interestingly interesting, inter, interestingly some of the second world war front lines matched several of those from the wars in bosnia and herzegovina and croatia in the 90s um, and that's why um, second world war two memorial museums were sometimes even transformed into spaces for army accommodation, um, uh, even uh, refugee uh, accommodations. Um, And yes, Second World War heritage was systematically um, destroyed um, and on a symbolic level, um, that was the way of, so to say, liberation of uh, ethno-nationalist history from the uh, shackles of the Communist Party of Yugoslavia. So in, in, in Serbia, and I'm now speaking about the 90s, but also um, I will um, say something about the period of the 2000s when actually uh, the, the reform of Memorial Second World War II museums began. In Serbia, uh, the, the Ustasha regime's killing of Serbs formed the source and foundation for creating a model of ethno-national Second World War remembrance in the mid of the 80s and especially in the first half of the 90s. In that period, Serbian Orthodox prices conducted uh, Serbian Orthodox priests conducted religious um, uh, ceremonies in, uh, directly uh, in Second World War memorial areas, and that practice began in the 90s, um, uh, particularly also during the, 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 the war period in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and um, it still occurs, uh, illustrating the performance of new ethno-national borders of memory. Uh, during the, the, the night is um, and the Slobodan Milosevic uh, government, there were two museums which were established, and this is illustrating very much the ambivalent um, politics of memory um, which um, uh, Milosevic um, government shaped. The one uh, is the Museum of um, the victims of genocide um, opened in 1992 as the umbrella institution for researching and and musealizing the remembrance uh, of genocide committed against the Serbs, Jews, and Roma in the 20th century. And the second one um, is the Museum of Yugoslav History, which was established in 1996. In 2000, um, the fall of Slobodan Milosevic's government opened the door to uh, politics that sought to erase communist symbolism. So shortly after 2000, the Second World War displays were updated by adding museum objects or installations that represented the Chetnik movements and this time um, Chetnik movements as the second um, nationally inclined resistance movement um, during Second World War.
Contrary to Serbian uh, mythomanization of the victims of Ustasha regime, the criminal character of the independent state of Croatia has been lessened, especially during uh, Franjo Tuđman's government, so the pre first president of um, uh, of the of, after the, uh, the the after Croatia um, reached its independence, um, and his politics pledged so-called national reconciliation by situating the victims of Jasenovac, and Jasenovac was the biggest concentration camp on the territory of the independent state of Croatia during the Second World War. So uh, the, the victims of Jasenovac and victims of Bleiburg and uh, Bleiburg um, when I say Bleiburg, I mean um, and speak about the partisan-led massacre of uh, soldiers and civilians associated with the Axis power in May uh, 1945, so at the end of the war. So what Tujman's regime tried um, is to as I said, situate the both victims of Jasinovac and Bleiburg in the same category uh, as victims of totalitarian regimes. During the same period, in response to, um, to, to Serbian exorization of the, the victims' number in Jasinovac, um, in creation, Jasenovac victims were minimalized in public discourse and um, Bleiburg victims were pronounced innocent patriots who lost their lives fighting for an independent uh, Croatia. So here we are speaking about the 90s. Um, and yeah, uh, throughout the war in Croatia, um, but even in the, the post-war period, more than anywhere else in the region, Second World War monuments and um, memorial plaques were destroyed, while libraries were cleansed of Serbian authors and texts uh, using the Cyrillic script. The sole remaining museum on the territory of Croatia after the fall of Yugoslavia that deals with the uh, aftermath of Ustasha ideology, and which is also the only independent Second World War memorial museum, is the Jasenovac Memorial Museum. During the Yugoslavia, there were several memorial houses dedicated to mm, remembering the independent state of Croatia concentration camps. Um, but yet not even one um, yet not even one operates today. Um, also in Croatia today there is no independent Second World War Memorial Museum dedicated to the to the mass participation of the Croatian population in partisans. So this is also um, something which is very interesting. Um, um, there is a museum in Šibenik, and this museum was established by the anti-fascist um, uh, association of anti-fascist fighters um, of Šibenik, uh, and um, they, 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 they established symbolically a, a memorial room, which is called the Museum of Victory and Liberation of Dalmatia. Um, but um, 
the state um, the, the, the state didn't recognize it um, um, as um, as as an institution, and um, so it it didn't change the status of the museum. And um, this this was also uh, this is also why um, the the anti-fascist association chose to call it a museum. Um, 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 even it, it does not have uh, that status. Um, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, uh, yeah, this country left Yugoslavia through war, uh, through war and the reciprocal burgeoning of fears among the three largest ethnic groups, which were also constitutive uh, uh, nations during the Yugoslavia. So um, it is therefore unsurprising that the narratives produced from the 90s onward were kindled by political instrumentalization of the historical narrative of the civil war waged throughout the Second World War. Uh, the, the impact of this revisionist wave is illustrated by the well-known fact that in the war period, so during the uh, between 1992 and 1995, uh, it was commonplace among, among the general po population to use the pejorative labels Chetnik, Ustasha, or Balia to label their, to label their opponents. Uh, a brief glance at the museum landscape in Bosnia and Herzegovina during the war also illustrates the road to the development of parallel cultures of memory and um, this has been cultivated over more than three decades now um, without alternatives or respites, so to say. Um, the, the, the overall remembrance, remembrance cultures in the respective Croatian and Serbian parts of the Dayton divided Bosnia and Herzegovina closely aligned with the memory politics of the uh, so to say, motherlands of Serbia and Croatia. And um, as far as the Bosniak population is concerned, redefining uh, the attitude of our Second World War heritage under these new social political circumstances has two important aspects, I would say. The first aspect is linked to the efforts in, uh, invested in preser preserving symbols of Bosnian and Herzegovina. Bosnian and Herzegovinian statehood um, grounded in Zavnovich, that, that's this, um, this, this political sessions um, during which um, also Yugoslavia was uh, pronounced as, as federation during the Second World War. And the second aspect links to the merging of the people's liberation struggle uh, so the, the Second World War and the aggression against Bosnia and Herzegovina, the war um, from 1992 and 1995. Um, so, so merging these narratives into one historical account. In addition, there is also a um, uh, um, uh, tendency to, to silence um, the, the role of this ethnic group um, of this ethnic group's participation in the, in the independent state of Croatia regimes, regime during the during the Second World War. Um, 
yeah, so so I, I what I tried here is to give you a short overview of the directions in which the transformation of the heritage um, of the Second World War um, was moving um, um, in, in, during this the, 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 the post-conflict. So immediately after the war, but also actually in in first two decades. Um, um, in this After, so-called yeah. post-conflict period. Yeah. Um, what kind of future do you think might lie ahead of this type of museum? I mean, at the, at the beginning, you noted a little bit that uh, uh, you reflected a little bit about this kind of focus on nostalgia, Yugo nostalgia, that perhaps is, is part of, of framing of these museums today. And just what you talked about now, seems like the focus on, on a lot of these museums has shifted toward more that nationalist or, or ethnic uh, framing. Um, do you see any new museological turns on the horizon with respect to the treatment of the Yugoslav past in these collections? Um, yeah, this is interesting um, that you mentioned also this Yugo nostalgic um, uh, gatherings at, at museums and and um, and also uh, that these museums are uh, simultaneously uh, reflecting ethno-national uh, um, perspectives on on the world, world War II history. So um, uh, this this is this is also speaking about. Um, Time capsule. Uh, why? Why these museums? In in uh, most of them are are so to say meta museums or time capsules. Is is the the motivation to keep that that exhibitions intact are sometimes uh, completely opposite. Um, uh, some of curators they, they want to keep the exhibitions or decided to keep the exhibitions in order to. Um, uh, uh, to to make discussions on that uh, in in that uh, um, intact uh, on, on that spots so, so to say um, uh, in a sense and, and using that uh, using these exhibitions as evidence of propagandistic um, socialist um, communist. Um, Way of explaining uh, the, the 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 history of uh, Second World War, uh, and on the contrary, there uh, uh, there are creators or authors of exhibitions which are keeping um, the exhibitions intact, or most or or big parts of these um, museums uh, frozen because they are kind of. Um, Having um, some uh, kind of, of they are having this kind of nostalgic um, um, sentiment, and they also um, um, uh, they, they are also um, trying to keep these museums as platforms, or to offer them as platforms for uh, yoga nostalgic. Um, Gatherings. Oh, I, 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 the, the, the term "yugo nostalgic" is also a problematic one, but um, I, I, I will um, right now not um, uh, not try to to, to, to open that topic. Um, but also, there is a third um, um, perspective, so to say, on on. Um, 
on 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 that decision to um, uh, to to uh, preserve the the the, the Yugoslav um, in in Yugoslavia con- the exhibitions which which were conceptualized um, in Yugoslavia um, and. Um, these creators, they are claiming that um, in this way, um, museums are um, becoming some sort of uh, uh, exponent social objects or they are um, um, the, the, the museums, uh, the, 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 the best way that museums can um, um, offer is actually um, n- not the interpretation of um, Second World War II, but maybe the interpretation of heritage as historical formation in, in its own right, and also heritage as performance. Um, and um, this is done by by um, by. Uh, different um, museums um, in the region but maybe I can I can tell you how it looks like on the example of the center Lipa remembers uh, this is a small memorial museum um, um, in Croatia uh, North Croatia uh, almost on the border with Slovenia and and the entrance to, to this museum, the first exhibit that visitor came across is in is uh, a uh, model of the old museum, and and um, uh, this this model is illustrating exactly how um, the museum exhibitions and all all exhibitions based uh, were designed, but also uh, there is a text which is explaining um, briefly uh, the history or the biography of, of that institution. Um, and then um, there are few, uh, then afterwards when you enter the first and second um, exhibition room, you would also, um, as, as a visitor, you would be faced with installations which are, which are actually replicas um, uh, from the Yugoslav period. Um, And and these museums tried to to kind of very openly um, warn the visitor that museum itself is a place of history. Um, Museum itself is an educational entity and we should be aware of it. and what, what, and also behind of this self-reflection method, this museum also tried to um, to give a homage to the authors of the author of the old Yugoslav um, permanent exhibition. And uh, the central part of of this museum, um, and this is this is the installation installation which I like the most. Um, uh, this part of the museum talks about the crime uh, from the Second World War that this museum is dedicated to, namely um, April 30, 1944, when uh, 269 inhabitants of Lipa were killed by Nazis. Um, 
this part or this this um, um, this historical um, event, the, the massacre, um, is represented through, uh, by, by an audio recording of the retired curator, uh, Danica Maljevac, who worked at the museum from its founding um, in 1968 to the closure in the 90s. And she's also the first female child born um, in Lipa, in that village after the war. And um, uh, this means that uh, Maljevac's testimony about the historical event of April 30, 1944, uh, were, narrated in, were narrated in Yugoslavia has now been transformed into a museum object. So um, it, it serves as a document of a particular time that, that, uh, that now inspires uh, multivocality and, and, uh, and sort of simulations. Um, and uh, so, uh, and, and through this installation, actually, um, Memorial Center has has been created uh, as as a kind of heterotopic place um, in, in which not only the history but also the relation to the past um, may be and may be explored and in in a in a multi multi in in multidimensional ways, so to say, relation of the former curator, relation of the um, of the, uh, the, the 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 person who collected testimonies, uh, um, uh, and and at the same time, the uh, the the person who is a historian and who was involved in creation of the uh, first permanent exhibition but uh, um, um, and 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 in that sense this kind of multi-layered um, biographical um, uh, datas are um, are offered to the visitor um, and um, and this this is really very inspiring, and um, and as I said, this is very multifunctional um, uh, uh, exhibition space, and and um, it it can serve as a tool of historical mediation. Um, but um, as I already said, um, th this is also. Um, uh, oral historical source of the second generation of survivors, um, and, um, uh, and 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 then also there is this layer of metamuseological mechanisms in in narrating the the history of museum itself. Um, so, in my opinion, such innovative curatorial strategies are really the, the, the best type of work that can be offered by the museums in, in the post-Yugoslav transitions. Um, these strategies of conscience, metamuseological practices, I think that they, they will un enable these museums when and if more favorable political climate for the heritage of the Second World War uh, will be established to step out ready for the creation of polyphonic museum exhibitions 
as spaces for a critical dialogue about the common Yugoslav past um, in which the, the, the most important segment, um, of course, will be the joint resistance um, uh, of all Yugoslav, uh, Yugoslavs during the Second World War. Um, so, yeah, I think um, that, that um, yeah, in, in waiting for that moment, uh, um, the, 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 the condition of, uh, um, which has to be um, um, the condition for, for that has to be fulfilled in order to um, to provide creators um, uh, the, the 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 possibility to to reform these museums is actually um, that um, each successor state had to um, 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 had to face its. Uh, the, the, its own um, um, uh, role during the Second World War to its own uh, the, the war crimes which were done by the um, uh, uh, by those who belong to that um, uh, particular ethnic group or, or the nation and um, only in that moment um, it would be possible to um, to find out um, how how to um, 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 vent out from this um, uh, yeah. transitional phase. Yeah. Um, on, on let, let, let's finish on that positive note. Um, on that, and hopeful that um, museums of this nature will be part of that broader infrastructure that's needed to create a different type of dialogue about what is a very difficult and complex history um, of the region. Um, Natasha, thank you again for joining us today and to discuss your book. Um, I invite our listeners to to uh, grab a copy of uh, Post-Yugoslav Meta Museums um, and um, look further into your research um, and wonderful examples that you share um, in your book uh, um, about how these museums evolved, how they transformed and where their future lies. Thank you again, Natasha. Thank you so much uh, again for, for inviting me and um, I hope that our conversation will inspire some of your listeners to, to read my book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.